Tonight is the night. The 2023 NFL Draft is about to begin, and we bring you our final thoughts. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise mode when using the promo LOCKED ON in all caps inside the game. I am Jake Arthur. He is Zach Hicks. And this guy joining us today is a very special guest. It is Stephen Holder from ESPN. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Always a good time and good conversation. Yeah, I, we've kind of reached the pinnacle of what these last several months have been. You know, we had that huge check with the with the new head coach, with Shane Steichen, and now we finally get to figure out who this next quarterback is going to be. So, obviously, we're going to be heavily skewed towards that today on uh, on the show. Uh, but yeah, so like like we said on Twitter, we've kind of talked about everything A to Z in the draft so far. So we opened up a lot of this to you guys. Uh, we had you tell us what you'd still like to hear between. Uh, now and when the Panthers officially go on the clock Thursday night. So uh, we're going to tell you our general thoughts on how we think things are going to go, what turmoil could happen in those first few picks ahead of the Colts, and then ultimately our final predictions. Uh, So Stephen, again, thanks for joining us. We've heard a lot of, you know, this front office is kind of hard to crack. They're a little ironclad when it comes to draft plans. Are you buying that they're open to, to all four of these top options? I am. I, I buy that they like all of these quarterbacks to some degree. Yeah. So I think that is true, and and that's not really hard to believe when you think about it, right? There's there's something to like about all of these guys. I could talk myself into any of them, frankly, and and it wouldn't be like super hard to do, to be honest with you. I could talk myself into any of these guys, especially for a team that has been in this quarterback wilderness, right? Like this is an opportunity with. I, I, any of these four guys, and and it is four, right? We know it's just those four. I don't think Hendon Hooker is in the picture. Not that anyone suggested that. No. But Cam, Cam Turner unintentionally confirmed it's four today. To ah, there us. you go. <laughs> yep. There you go. So anyhow, and that's two sources because Jamerse kept using the word, kept using the number four when I talked to him earlier this week as well. So, hey, listen, I'm no dummy, okay? I can count. So... <laughs> I'm actually a dummy a lot of the times, but anyhow, but I can count to four. You're good so here. Anyway. You're good here. We, 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 we know you can count to four. We're good there. We got that. Yeah. We got right. the four guys. <laughs> so anyway, to answer the question. Yeah. I think, I think it's very plausible. Like I said, that they like all of them to some degree, the question and what is much, much harder to ascertain is what the pecking order is and who in the building likes which quarterback. That has been hard to ascertain because the one thing I have been told multiple times is that 
there are preferences. There are different preferences, I should say, among different people. So I don't know where that leaves us, but <laughs> they got to figure it out, right? And so anyway, yeah. that's that's the part that's harder to figure out. And we'll know. Here's the good thing: we will know more than likely. They will, unless unless it goes quarterback one, two, three. They we will know more than likely uh, that they have to pick between at least a couple of these guys. So right. we're going to get at least some answers, I think, uh, tonight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what Jake and I have talked about. You know, have that conviction, take your guy over somebody else, or even move up to take your guy. Like, have that conviction in one of these guys and make him the face of your franchise. And I want to come at this in a slightly different angle here, Stephen, where, you know, you've covered the team for a long time. You've seen a lot of different quarterbacks here in Indianapolis, from Andrew Luck to Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, like so many different quarterbacks. Just what type of quarterback do you think this organization needs right now? You know, again, you've Mm. seen so many different types of guys. What type of quarterback do they need in the building for 2023 and going forward? You know, what's interesting is I think there's a couple things. Number one, people talk about Andrew Luck. You When you you think about Andrew Luck, he could play probably in any offense. I don't think there would be any limitations on him in any kind of scheme. But in the end, what was Andrew Luck? He was a very dynamic athlete. And mm-hmm. I think that is – he wasn't ahead of his time because he didn't play like Jalen Hurts or a running quarterback or what have you, right? I mean, he probably ran more than he should have at times or more more perilously than he should have. But anyhow, to stay on the point, I think he was, he was like Josh Allen before Josh Allen, if yeah. you think about it. I really think he was. And and maybe that's what we should talk about. Maybe that's how we should talk about Josh Allen. Like he's he's Andrew Luck in a way. You know, maybe not as as accurate or in some of those things. But but anyhow, I, I really think they they actually moved into the newer phase of quarterbacking without maybe even realizing it. <laughs> the Colts went when they had Andrew Luck. <clears throat> so I think there are versions of that type of quarterback. And these four guys, you know, to different degrees, you know, there's, there's Anthony Richardson, right. Who is all athlete, not, that's not all he can do, but like, that's the defining characteristic. Will Levis somewhere in the middle, right. Good athletic skills, has some weaknesses that we got to talk about, but, uh, but certainly you would say he's a high level athlete. And then, you know, you have Bryce, who's kind of like, eh, he's okay. He's a decent athlete, not, not elite. And then you have, CJ Stroud, who's just, you know, I'm good right here in the pocket and I'm very comfortable just using my very, very elite arm. So, you know, when you ask what kind of quarterback, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm not ruling out CJ Stroud. I think his arm is, is such that you can maybe, you can maybe divert from what you ideally want because maybe you think his, his arm talent is so great that you can live with the stuff that he lacks, right? But I think in a perfect world, and that's not where we are. But if we're in a perfect world, I want the combination. I want the guy who can make the throws and give me some athleticism, throw on the run, you know, bail me out if there's a bad call and and get out of trouble. I mean, that's today's game, frankly. Um, I, I think that's where you want to be. And and frankly, we, we were there. We were in that world when they had Andrew Luck. And we saw the benefits of that. So that's a long spiel, but I hope it helps. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, they, they kind of wanted that with Carson Wentz, too. They I just going to say that. They just obviously they didn't that. get that, but that's what they were hoping for. And then the other ones were kind of them settling for 
I don't, I don't want to say the CJ Stroud archetype, but settling for more of the pocket passer where, you know, Carson Wentz was their big shot. Yeah. And this is now their second big shot post Carson or post uh, Andrew Luck. I think that's telling, actually. I, I really do the I really do think the Carson Wentz uh, effort endeavor. I think it, it's telling. Now, granted, all right, we know I was there. Okay, I know how it went. <laughs> yeah. But and maybe Frank kind of got sideways on that one. I guess that's fine. But but I also think it speaks to what they think wins in today's NFL. I really do. I mean. As you said, I think you make a great point. Matt Ryan, they didn't go get Matt Ryan because they were thinking, oh, man, he's like the prototype quarterback. No, Matt Ryan was available. They had they needed a quarterback. They got Matt Ryan. <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, Phillip Rivers, even in that respect, I mean, look, they wanted him maybe to play two years, but it was never supposed to be some kind of long-term solution. It was just like, he's available. He needs somewhere to play. We need a quarterback. It's a good match. And it was. But it was not about style. It was never about style or or the, the you know, type of game. So I, I think you're on to something there. I think that the type does matter. It's not going to be the ultimate deciding factor, maybe. But I think it matters. And I think we know their type, at least at least as it relates to Chris Ballard. Shane Steichen's newer, but but I think he probably agrees. Yeah, yeah. Chris is certainly a, a traits guy. And those multi-threat guys, you can fail, but you know, it's also worth it to try and to try and take that shot. Uh, next, we're going to talk about what could unfold in front of the Colts in these first few picks uh, if they stay put. But first, a word from our friends over at Ultimate Football GM. Today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk all about this mobile game. And if you've ever thought that you would make a good GM, then you've got to give it a try. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through the season and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty, the draft obviously is tonight. You can do that in this game, and it's uh, it's really fun. It could be addicting, trust me. Um, Locked Up Colts listeners, you guys get a 100% free boost to your franchise mode when you use the promo code Locked On in all caps in your game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download it, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Hey, and everydayers, join Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, and other Locked On experts on the Locked On NFL Scouting YouTube page for live NFL draft coverage presented by Ultimate Football GM. Kyle and Joe will be live during all the rounds, one, two, and three. And then on Saturday, you will get caught up after each round. Join the draft dudes for the first round tomorrow night live on YouTube on Locked On NFL Scouting at 7.30 Eastern time. And that's actually tonight, not tomorrow night. I just misspoke there, guys. So tonight, 7.30 you guys can check them after the first round. Uh, getting to segment two here, though, Stephen, we're talking about what could happen in front of the Indianapolis Colts. And obviously, you know a little bit more than we do. Are you buying this Houston Texans buzz that they're going to pass on a quarterback there at two? Because I think like two, like maybe even just a month ago, we were saying, OK, they're taking a quarterback. It could be Will Levis, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. But now it's all Tyree Wilson. It's all Will Anderson. Like, are you buying that they might actually pass on quarterback? I I can't get my head around it. Yeah. I just can't. Like, how do you – okay, I've been to that stadium. And I, I'm not suggesting that you should make decisions based on, you know, how fans are going to respond. Like, that's ridiculous, of course. However, there is a reality here, okay? This is a business. And 
you walk into NRG Stadium and you look around and you're like, oh my God, no one's here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, granted they were playing the Colts, so like there's some there's a reason for that, perhaps. But I mean, what in the world, man? I mean, at the end of the day, we saw Davis Mills. We saw him. Like, and it got you the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Like, what are you trying to prove here? And I think it look, there there has to be. If this were 2022, the last year's draft, totally get it, right? That was a bad quarterback class, um, all-time bad quarterback class. This one, we don't know ultimately how good it is right now. We'll know in time. But it, at least at the moment, it looks like a viable class. Like, you can you can win with these guys. At least some of them ultimately will, will prove to be decent quarterbacks. A couple of them at least. So – why not take a shot, right? I mean, and, and I know this business about waiting for next year. I, what? Come on. They screwed up the first overall pick this year. Who's yeah. to say they're going to get it next year, right? And so, and I don't care what kind of coach D'Amico Ryans is, defensive coach or otherwise. He understands football, okay? And <laughs> even a defensive coach can understand the importance of quarterback to the franchise. And so I don't know, man. I, I just I think that's a it's a franchise that, by the way, if you look at their history, their quarterback history has been tough. Okay. They've had a long, tough history. If you go back to, you know, the Matt Schaub era, right? I mean, he was he was always that guy who was pretty good, but never good enough. Uh they they ultimately get Deshaun Watson. I mean, you can go all the way back to Derek Carr, excuse me, David Carr, right? That was a rough start for the franchise. You know, you had the Matt Schaub years, as I mentioned who was probably better than we remember, but never was going to win anything. And then in more recent years, you get to Deshaun Watson, you see how that ended. They have had so much quarterback misery. Why not do something about that? And, you know, and, you know, Cal McNair, the owner, you know, his father was the owner through all of that. I don't know. I, I just, I can't, this is not, I'm not saying anything substantive here. This is speculation. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense to me. I don't yeah. know how you sell that, and I don't know how I don't know how you sell it to your fans, and I don't know how you sell it to your locker room. More importantly, so that's the that's the first thing. The second thing is, I, I put a lot of faith in John McClain, you know, longtime Houston Chronicle reporter. Mm-hmm. I really do follow his his reports because he he talks to ownership, right? He talks to the people mm-hmm. who matter. He is projecting, I believe, as of today, uh, Will Levis, yep. which I found interesting. I, there is, I have been told that they are not big fans of CJ Stroud. Okay, fine. There are other quarterbacks. Okay. So I just don't know how they could do that. I don't know how they could justify it, especially if, you know, one of these quarterbacks takes off and becomes, you know, just a, a really, really great player. I, I would rather take that shot, you know, than say, I mean, what would, what would Will Anderson or, or, you know, anyone they take at number two, what would they have to become for that pick to be seen in the long run as being better than even an average quarterback? You know, I mean, the value from a value standpoint, that player would have to be like a Hall of Fame pass rusher <laughs> yeah. for for that for that pick to be seen as higher value than like an, an upper level quarterback. I didn't say elite. I just mean like just like a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway. 
that's that's how I see it. I, the other thing I would add is that there's so much unknown here. Like every time I talk to people, I hear different versions of stories. I had a scout tell me that he wasn't even convinced, fully convinced that Bryce Young was going number one. <laughs> now, no one is arguing with that. That's pretty much accepted, but he still had like a small percentage of him that was still thinking, hmm, not totally buying it. I, I actually heard it came down to Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson uh, for Houston mm. through a pretty good source, actually. Uh, wow. told me that. So Richardson was really high on their board, apparently, or it is high on their board. So that's for, interesting. For Carolina, you mean? Excuse, excuse me, Carolina. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to double yeah. check. I was like, right. well, Houston still has a good – can still take Richardson. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so that the, their final two, if this source is accurate, and he, he's in position to know – uh, Bryce and Richardson, which is kind of interesting. So anyway, uh, things are all over the map. The information is all over the map. I think you got to let it play out. And I'm not taking any assumptions before we get on the clock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think in Houston's ideal world, they could get like a, a Will Anderson and or, or Tyree and then at 12 get Will Levis or something. But yeah. if that's what you like, it's way too risky to wait that long, especially when you have you know, Las Vegas waiting in the wings and, and things like that. So I think you almost have to. And even if you slide back a couple picks, ju- just like you said, we've seen what the quarterback situation is there. It's not worth passing up. Uh, but the other X factor and a team that almost almost seems like a certainty to move out is Arizona at three. Yeah. I've heard they really want to move out. They have really no interest in staying there at three when they can recoup stuff. Are you of the thinking that if the Colts have a guy they're eyeing above the rest, they have to go up that that one more spot and get him so they don't get jumped? This is one of the most fascinating parts of this for me. I, yeah. I, I go back and forth. As of right now, my feeling is they stay put. Yeah. But I I don't know how you could if you if you truly had a guy who was ranked much higher than someone else i don't know how you could sit there with your stomach and knots and not do that deal now look chris ballard we know he's about value we know he has never ever 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 traded up in the first round just never done it i mean there's just no track record for this for him so there's a lot pointing to him not doing it but this is such a unique situation and there is so much at stake that if you're ever going to go against the grain and go against your your tendencies and history, this is where you would do it. But I still lean right now towards saying he, they stay put, they stay at number four. And I think it goes back to something I've, I've said the last few days, which is they truly see a path to success for all four of the quarterbacks. But, and, and I actually, as a, in, in conjunction with that, I should say, I don't think they see like major separation between them. Yeah. I can't speak to exactly, right? How much separation is between which guy versus another guy, but but it does not appear at least from everything that I've gleaned that that there's like major separation on their board. So all of that suggests okay, let it come to you and stay at 4, but I will tell you this, I mean the intel that I've gotten is that number 3 is going to be really interesting. Uh Tennessee, watch Tennessee. Uh, they've got a new general manager. He comes from San Francisco. San Francisco is all about big deals, all right? They they are relentless. They go get their guy. And so that's how he was groomed. 
So that's he, they're a team to watch. If C.J. Stroud falls, the team to watch, I was told, is the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, so that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I heard that very recently, and you know, from someone in the league. So it, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know. I, I just think that number three pick, your board's going to change at quarterback most likely if you sit there and and let that play out. If you're Arizona, wouldn't you just settle for any old deal? I mean, as long as it's yeah. not embarrassing, wouldn't you just settle for it? I mean, mm-hmm. why are you Could, sitting there? You, you yeah. need everything at this point if you're Arizona. Yeah. Unless you really have a blue chipper above everybody else. Like if Will Anderson's there and you have him as a generational pass rusher, like you do it. But besides that, yeah, just take any deal. Honestly, again, in kind of trading with Indy makes the most sense in a lot of ways because yeah, we'll pick up a couple of couple thirds and we'll still get Will Anderson, but it will be super interesting. I think they're going to have a lot of offers on the table and they're going to have to weigh, you know, do we want to go back to, 11 12 23 where do we want to go you know with that pick there uh but coming up guys we're going to squeeze steven and we're going to really get him to tell us exactly who the colts are taking tonight because he obviously knows so we're gonna we're gonna squeeze him for it here in just a second but first if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built you gotta try this If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices and you don't want to compromise on taste and I got just the thing for you, it's Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't even think that they're good for you. You've got to try it. Uh, Now you don't even have to wait for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can go get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club uh, while you can still get your specialty flavors there at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar bo- four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You guys can thank me later. Enough tongue twisters there for you? Oh, gosh. There we go. There we go. All right. So, Steven. Talking about who the Colts could take here at number four. Now, I didn't. I don't want to squeeze you too much here, but your mock draft for ESPN, you had them taking Anthony Richardson, I believe. There, I, I saw your kind of hit there, and I saw your little write up. You did say in that write up that they love Will Levis, but you still went with Anthony Richardson. So, what was kind of the thinking behind the Colts ultimately taking Anthony Richardson? Do you, for a fact, know that that's who they're taking right there at number four? <laughs> <laughs> lock solid i'm telling you rock solid information right there now, look it's a projection and yeah. I, I think you can like you can like multiple guys it's okay and you know you can like them even similarly and at some point you have to make a decision and what do you base that decision on i mean obviously there are things like scheme and fit and things like that i don't think that really is is the biggest issue here it it can be some element of it but it's not the biggest issue but frankly Richardson I think can fit what they want to do and I know you've talked about this quite a bit and you're right yeah. so anyway it really for me it boils down to you know Chris Ballard I think he's smart he understands that this is all a crapshoot okay mm-hmm. it is very much a crapshoot the draft in general is a crapshoot and that is why his message to his scouts is always what look for the traits Look for the unique athletes. And I know that may or may not matter to people as much at quarterback. I still think it does. 
I, I wholeheartedly believe that it does. It's not about his 40 times. It's not about his vertical jump. It's, it's not about it, all that. It's about how his athletic ability folds into him playing the game and, and how it informs how he plays the game. And that's what makes him unique. So when you look at these quarterbacks, they're all unique in their own way, but he is the outlier in a good way. He's he's the outlier in a very, very positive way. And I just think if Chris Ballard sticks to his philosophy, that's what he would do. I mean, we've seen this before. We've seen it backfire too, right? I mean, you know, Kamoko Ture, that was a pick that was about traits, right? And, mm-hmm. and upside. Didn't work out. But sometimes that's just how it is. I, I still think over the long haul, if you if you approach it that way and you also have a good eye, I mean, guy has to be talented, right? right? But if you approach it that way and you have a good eye for talent, you're going you're gonna to hit more than you miss. And I would say that's been true of the Colts. So that philosophy, I think you apply it here. If you do, I think it's Richardson. But, you know, obviously the C.J. Stroud element, you know, could be a variable. If he's on the board, you got a lot to talk about. But if if we're talking Richardson and Levis, um, I really feel strongly it'd be Richardson. Yeah, I yeah. Before Jake jumps in here, I I agree. I I definitely think mm-hmm. uh, a similar way there. But uh, Jake, I'll let you actually get a word in for once <laughs> instead of me hogging all of it here. No, you're good. I was gonna say I we've both kind of said you know, or at least I have. C.J. Stroud checks a lot of boxes, maybe the most of any of the quarterbacks. But when you look at what Chris Ballard has always preached. It kind of screams Anthony Richardson. It, it really does. Yeah. But tying it back to to Chris Ballard, you know, obviously things in leadership did not go the way we planned. You know, Frank Reich paid the price during the season. Uh, most people thought, you know, that would mean Chris Ballard was on the hot seat going into this offseason, but he was given a, a new lease on his, you know, on his career there. And he's given the unique opportunity to finally pick a quarterback in the top five. Uh, how much of a leash do you think this pick gives them? Because we know how collaborative that is. It's not just Chris making the pick. Like they have brought in a lot of resources to make this decision. Uh, so do you do you think it buys this front office more time? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I don't even think like his job status is remotely a factor in this pick for, for Chris Ballard. I'm talking about from, from his perspective. I don't think it's even 1% of the consideration. And, and people may be surprised to hear that, but listen, I, I've asked Jim Irsay this personally. I said, look, you know, you're the guy that walks around here always talking about Lombardi trophies and you're coming off a four-win season and you kept your GM and your team has a lot of questions. I said, I know that he's not going to go out there and revamp his entire philosophy for you to – to get what you want, right? So I said, you must be all in on whatever he's selling you. <laughs> and he agreed. Jim Irsay agreed. And I think at the end of the day, if he wasn't, he should have fired Chris Ballard then. I mean, he, right. he didn't do that. He chose not to do that and and backed him very clearly and publicly. So I know they're just words, but but I don't care about the words. Look at the actions. It, it, did, it would not make sense to have kept Chris Ballard if you were going to keep him on a short leash. He, you just let him hire a coach who got a six-year contract, by the way. You also let him – you are about to let him draft what is likely to be, you know, your franchise quarterback if it works out. So, I mean, if you're giving the guy that much latitude then, <laughs> and you're keeping him on a short leash, well, then this is a waste of everybody's time, right? So 
I, I really believe Chris Ballard has way more leash than, than people want to maybe believe, the people who maybe aren't fully behind him. And that's okay. I mean, it's fine to feel that way. I'm just telling you the reality of it is Chris Ballard, I think, has latitude and I think will even gain even more uh, if this shows some promise, particularly early on. This player, if he plays as a rookie and, and shows some promise, that's only going to give Chris Ballard more uh, leash, so to speak. So I, I do agree. Yes, you have to give this time and let it play out. And this isn't a one-year thing anyway. Uh, this team is not a year away from making a run. It's going to take a couple of years, really, to get this thing stabilized. So I think they understand that, even though they just, you know, frankly, won't say it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, I mean, they have some veterans. You can't come out and say we're not going to win next year. But it's about – you could kind of see it in their free agent approach. It's not about yep. – 2023 or 2024 it's about the years right after that too like it's about every year it's not the band-aid approach that we haven't that we've seen the last couple years so i love that you said all that there steven thank you again for joining us uh, on this uh, pre-draft special here talking about what the colts could do and and giving us the insight on exactly who the colts are taking we love it so (laughs) you guys make sure you hold steven to this you don't even have to watch now. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys could just go home feeling good. The Colts already have their first round pick signed up. But every dares, you, you know we've got you covered with all the chaos coming in the next couple of days. Pick to pick. Stay tuned with us for analysis on each selection, as well as a review after each day of the draft. And if you guys don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at JakeArthurNFL, at Zach Hicks too. And at Holder Steven there on Twitter. Also, subscribe to Locked On Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever listen to your podcast. We'd love to see your ratings, reviews, and guys, we will see you not tomorrow, but later tonight after the Colts make their selection on their franchise quarterback. See you guys then.